Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Exodus chapter 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, Because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. This is not going to be an extremely long episode, but I do have several comments to make on the scriptures we just read. First, once again, the Israelites are found grumbling and complaining against the Lord and against uh, Moses, who was the one they could see, even though ultimately the complaints were going to the Lord. And so they camped at Rephidim. There was no water for the people. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? And so this is the principle. Whenever the human leader was acting under the direction of Almighty God and the followers of that leader complained against the leader, then they were truly complaining against the Lord himself by proxy. And so in the, if you want to extend that out, I don't want to overdo the analogy, but um, uh, when a given leader in the church of Jesus Christ is acting in accordance with the will of God and the direction of God, and the people grumble and complain against that leader, they're actually grumbling and complaining with the Lord. When they quarrel with the leader, they're quarreling with the Lord. And most people don't realize that, but spiritually, that's the dynamic at play. 
And so they grumbled against Moses, and they said, uh, why'd you bring us out of Egypt and uh, our children to make us die of thirst? And then the Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Now, let me just stop a second. The Lord is about to tell Moses to strike the rock, and the Lord is going to be standing there invisible to the people, but he'll be beside the rock. And water is going to come out of a rock to provide enough to drink for two and a half, three million people. This is going to be a huge supernatural outpouring. But notice that he's going to command Moses in a specific way. He says, strike the rock and water will come out of it and the people will drink. So Moses did this in the sight of Israel. Now, later in Moses' life, there's going to be another occasion where the people want water and the Lord is going to command Moses to speak to the rock. And yet, once again, he's going to strike the rock. And so here, indeed, he's commanded to strike the rock. In obedience, he strikes the rock and water comes out for the people to drink. But in the future, he's going to be commanded to speak to a rock and water will appear. And that time, out of anger with the people, he strikes the rock once again and comes under the judgment of God. But that in due season. Israel's first um, war without the Egyptians occurs in this chapter. We find that uh, the Amalekites came out against uh, the children of Israel and, and Joshua led the army. Moses' um, lieutenant, his second in charge, was Joshua, and Joshua apparently was um, more than capable of leading the armies of Israel, and so they went out against the Amalekites. But Moses went up on top of a hill, and uh, verse 11 says, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But when he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. Now, the picture here is hands raised in worship. Hands raised, not in surrender, but hands submitting to Almighty God and appealing to Almighty God in the heavens, if you will. And so Moses' hands being extended up were signs of submission to God and appeal to God. And more than signs, it's a biblical pattern to raise your hands to the Lord in worship and adoration. But it goes on to say in verse 12, when Moses' hands grew tired, uh, they put a stone under it and he sat on it and Aaron and her held up his hands. So these two men, Aaron, his brother, and her, another leader, stood on either side of Moses and held his hands up because they recognized this phenomenon that as long as Moses worshiped the Lord with outstretched hands, the armies of Israel won. But when Moses was unable to worship the Lord, the Amalekite army gained favor and began to beat them. So these two men came alongside of Moses. Once again, we have a biblical principle here that often leaders will become weary and they need people to come alongside of them to spiritually hold their hands up, not literally, but to support them and to encourage them and to come alongside of them. That's what Aaron and Hur did there. And so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army and the Lord spoke to Moses in verse 14, write this on a scroll, something to be remembered. Now, this is the first time Moses is commanded to write. We don't know whether he had been writing all along or this is when he actually starts to write what would ultimately become the Torah, the five books of Moses. But he gets an explicit command in verse 14, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered. And he says, make sure Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name from Amalek from under heaven. And in due time, they were eradicated as a people group because of their opposition to the purposes of God. 
Moses built an altar there and called it, The Lord is My Banner. Some have inserted Jehovah Nisi as that, The Lord is My Banner, as a translation for The Lord is My Banner. And he said, Because hands were lifted against the throne of the Lord by the Amalekites, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. And so hands were lifted as banners against the Lord. Conversely, Moses lifted hands as banners toward the Lord. So Jehovah Nisi is the Lord my banner. That's what it means, or Yahweh my banner. But the banner is hands. That's what's appearing here. Let's close this chapter, and we'll do it this way. Lord, help us not to quarrel against human beings when you're speaking through them. Lord, we want to be submitted to you by whatever voice you speak. Lord, give us the wisdom and the grace to recognize your voice, even when it comes through other human beings. We ask you this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.